0: Chapter 10 of Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm by Kate Douglas Wiggin. Chapter 10 Ashes of Roses. Uncle Jerry coughed and stirred in his chair a good deal during Rebecca's recital, but he carefully concealed any undue feeling of sympathy, just muttering,
1: Poor little soul, we'll see what we can do for her.
0: You will take me to Maplewood, won't you, Mr Cobb? begged Rebecca piteously. Don't you fret a mite, he answered, with a crafty little notion at the back of his mind.
1: I'll see the lady passenger through somehow. Now take a bite of something to eat, child. Spread some o' that tomato preserve on your bread. Draw up to the table. How'd you like to set in mother's place and pour me out another cup of hot tea?
0: mr jeremiah cobb's mental machinery was simple and did not move very smoothly save when propelled by his affection or sympathy in the present case these were both employed to his advantage and mourning his stupidity and praying for some flash of inspiration to light his path he blundered along trusting to providence rebecca comforted by the old man's tone and timidly enjoying the dignity of sitting in mrs cobb's seat and lifting the blue china teapot smiled faintly smoothed her hair and dried her eyes
1: i suppose your mother will be terrible glad to see you back again
0: queried mr cobb a tiny fear just a baby thing in the bottom of rebecca's heart stirred and grew larger the moment it was touched with a question
2: She won't like it that I ran away, I suppose, and she'll be sorry that I couldn't please Aunt Morandi, but I'll make her understand just as I did you.
1: I suppose she was thinking of your schooling, letting you come down here, but land. You can go to school in Temperance, I suppose.
2: There's only two months' school now in Temperance, and the farm's too far from all the other schools. Oh
1: well, there's other things in the world beside education,
0: responded Uncle Jerry, attacking a piece of apple pie.
2: "'Yes, though Mother thought that was going to be the making of me,'
0: returned Rebecca sadly, giving a dry little sob as she tried to drink her tea.
1: "'It'll be nice for you to be all together again at the farm. Such a house full of children,'
0: remarked the dear old deceiver, who longed for nothing so much as to cuddle and comfort the poor little creature.
2: "'It's too full, that's the trouble. But I'll make Hannah come to Riverborough in my place.'
1: S'pose Mirandy and Jane'll have her? I should be most afraid they wouldn't. They'll be kind of mad at your going home, you know, and you can't hardly blame them.
0: This was quite a new thought that the brick house might be closed to Hannah, since she, Rebecca, had turned her back upon its cold hospitality.
1: How is this school down here in Riverboro? Pretty good?
0: inquired Uncle Jerry, whose brain was working with an altogether unaccustomed rapidity, so much so. THAT IT ALMOST TERRIFIED HIM.
2: Oh, it's a splendid school! And Miss Dearborn is a splendid teacher!
1: You like her, do you? Well, you better believe she returns the compliment. Mother was down to the store this afternoon, buying liniment for Seth Strout, and she met Miss Dearborn on the bridge. They got to talking about school, for Mother has summer boarded a lot of the schoolmarms and likes them. How does the little temperance girl get along? asks Mother oh she's the best scholar i have says miss dearborn i could teach school from sun up to sundown if scholars was all like rebecca randall says she
2: oh mr cobb did she say that
0: glowed rebecca her face sparkling and dimpling in an instant
2: i've tried hard all the time but i'll study the covers right off of the books now
0: you mean
1: you would if you hadn't been going to stay here
0: interposed uncle jerry
1: "'Now, ain't it too bad you've just got to give it all up "'on account of your Aunt Mirandy? "'Well, I can't hardly blame ye. "'She's cranky and she's sour. "'I should think she'd been nussed on "'Bonnie Clabber and Green Apples. "'She needs bearing with, "'and I guess you ain't much on patience, be ye?'
2: "'Not very
0: much,' replied Rebecca dolefully.
1: "'If I'd had this talk with ye yesterday!'
0: "'Pursued Mr. Cobb.
1: I believe I'd advised ye different. It's too late now, and I don't feel to say you've been all in the wrong. But if twas to do over again, I'd say, well, your Aunt Miranda gives you clothes and board and school and is going to send you to wear them at a big expense. She's terrible hard to get along with and kind of heaves benefits at your head. Same she would be bricks, but their benefits just the same. And maybe it's your job to kind of pay for them and behavior jane's a little bit more easy going than randy ain't she or is she just as hard to
0: please
2: oh aunt jane and i get along splendidly
0: exclaimed rebecca
2: she's just as good and kind as she can be and i like her better all the time i think she kind of likes me too she smoothed my hair once i'd let her scold me all day long for she understands but she can't stand up for me against aunt mirandy she's about as afraid of her as i am
1: "'Jane'll be real sorry tomorrow to find you've gone away, I guess. "'But never mind. It can't be helped. "'If she has a kind of a dull time with Mirandy, "'on account of her being so sharp, "'why, of course, she'd set great store by your company.' "'Mother was talking with her after prayer meeting the other night. "'You wouldn't know the brick house, Sarah,' says Jane. "'I'm keeping a sewing school, and my scholar has made three dresses. "'What do you think of that?' says she for an old maid's child i've taken a class in sunday school says jane and think of renewing my youth and going to the picnic with rebecca says she and mother declares she never see her look so young and happy
0: there was a silence that could be felt in the little kitchen a silence only broken by the ticking of the tall clock and the beating of rebecca's heart which it seemed to her almost drowned the voice of the clock the rain ceased a sudden rosy light filled the room and through the window a rainbow arch could be seen spanning the heavens like a radiant bridge bridges took one across difficult places thought rebecca and uncle jerry seemed to have built one over her troubles and given her strength to walk Uh, the shower is over said the old man filling his pipe
1: it's cleared the air Wash the face of the earth nice and clean. And everything tomorrow will shine like a new pin when you and I are driving up river.
0: Rebecca pushed her cup away, rose from the table, and put on her hat and jacket quietly.
2: I'm not gonna drive up river, mister Cobb, she said. I'm gonna stay here and catch bricks. Catch em without throwing him back, too. I don't know as Aunt Miranda will take me in after I've run away, but I'm going back now while I have the courage. "'You wouldn't be so good as to go with me, would you, Mr. Cobb?'
1: "'You better believe your Uncle Jerry don't propose to leave "'till he gets this thing fixed up,'
0: cried the old man delightedly.
1: "'Now you've had all you can stand tonight, poor little soul, "'without getting a fit of sickness, "'and Miranda will be sore and cross and in no condition for argument. "'So my plan is just this, "'to drive you over to the brick house in my top buggy, "'to have you set back in the corner, and I get out,' and go to the side door, and when I get your Aunt Mirandy and Aunt Jane out into the shed to plan for a load of wood, I'm going to have a haul there this week. You'll slip out of the buggy and go upstairs to bed. The front door won't be locked, will it?
2: Not this time of night,
0: Rebecca answered.
2: Not till Aunt Mirandy goes to bed, but, oh, what if it should be?
1: Well, it won't, and if it is, why, we'll have to face it out. Though, in my opinion... There's things that won't bear facing out, and it better be settled comfortable and quiet. You see, you ain't run away yet. You've only come over here to consult me about running away, and we've concluded it ain't worth the trouble. The only real sin you've committed, as I figure it out, wasn't coming here by the winder when you've been sent to bed. That ain't so very black, and you can tell your Aunt Jane about it come Sunday, when she's chock-full o' religion, and she can advise you, and you better tell your aunt Mirandy. I don't believe in deceivin folks, but if you've had hard feelin's, you ain't obliged to own em. Take em up to the Lord in prayer, as the hymn says, and then don't go on heavin em. Now, come on. I'm all hitched up to go over to the post office. Don't forget your bundle. It's always a journey, mother, when you carry a nightgown. Them's the first words your uncle Jerry ever heard you say. He didn't think you'd be bringing your nightgown over to his house step in and curl up in the corner we ain't goin to let folks see this little runaway gals cause they're goin back to begin all over again
0: when rebecca crept upstairs and undressing in the dark finally found herself in her bed that night though she was aching and throbbing in every nerve she felt a kind of peace stealing over her she had been saved from foolishness and error kept from troubling her poor mother prevented from angering and mortifying her aunts her heart was melted now and she determined to win aunt miranda's approval by some desperate means and to try and forget the one thing that rankled worst the scornful mention of her father of whom she thought with the greatest admiration and whom she had not yet heard criticised for such sorrows and disappointments as aurelia randall had suffered had never been communicated to her children It would have been some comfort to the bruised, unhappy little spirit to know that Miranda Sawyer was passing an uncomfortable night, and that she tacitly regretted her harshness, partly because Jane had taken such a lofty and virtuous position in the matter. She could not endure Jane's disapproval, although she would never have confessed to such a weakness. As Uncle Jerry drove homeward under the stars, well content with his attempts at keeping the peace he thought wistfully of the touch of rebecca's head on his knee and the rain of her tears on his hand of the sweet reasonableness of her mind when she had the matter put rightly before her of her quick decision when she had once seen the path of duty of the touching hunger for love and understanding that were so characteristic in her lord a he ejaculated under his breath
1: lord a to hector and abuse a child like that one tain't abuse exactly i know or twouldn't be to some o your elephant-hided young ones but to that little tender will o the wisp a hard word's like a lash randy sawyer would be a heap better woman if she had a little gravestone to remember same's mother and i have
0: i never see a child improve in her work as rebecca has to-day remarked miranda sawyer to jane on saturday evening that settin down i gave her was probably just what she needed and i dare say it'll last for a month
2: i'm glad you're pleased
0: returned jane
1: a cringing worm is what you want not a bright smiling child rebecca looks to me as if she'd been through the seven years war when she came downstairs this morning it seemed to me she'd grown old in the night if you follow my advice which you seldom do You'll let me take her and Emma Jane down beside the river tomorrow afternoon and bring Emma Jane home to a good Sunday supper. Then, if you'll let her go to Milltown with the Cobbs on Wednesday, that'll hearten her up a little and coax back her appetite. Wednesday's a holiday on account of Miss Dearborn's going home to her sister's wedding, and the Cobbs and Perkinses want to go down to the agricultural fair.
0: End of chapter 10